name is Laura Munson, podcast host for Parent Boss Leader. I have a very exciting guest today, Alex Remars. He is HR leader at Walmart and quite a phenomenal leader, but also a parent. We're going to have a lively chat today about leadership and being a parent. Really a hot topic in today's world with littles running in tow. But Alex, why don't you give you a little time to introduce yourself? You have such a cool background, both where you were born, your career story. So let's talk about that. Where were you born and raised? Oh, thank you, Laura, and happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so I was born in Paris, France. Um, so that's that's where I spent most of my life. Uh, but then, it's going to sound cliche, I did find love. And then I left France for Brazil, where I lived for about a little bit less than four years. Uh, and then I moved to the U.S. back in uh, the summer of 2015, and then uh, Florida. And then uh, since uh, last year, I've moved uh, to the Seattle area. Wow. I love that. Yes. And I'm a romantic, too. I love that you moved for love. We're <laughs> glad to have you in the U.S. So tell me, you've worked for some really big company names in your career. Would you mind just highlighting a few or sharing what you learned or enjoyed at those companies? Absolutely. Yeah, I've been quite privileged. I think it's always, I mean, people say, yeah, you've worked for it. Hopefully, yes. Uh, but it's always a bit of luck, right? The people you meet, the projects you work on. Um, I'd say each company has, where I've worked, had a very different culture, um, literally. Uh, and so for me, it has been about adapting to those different environments and what could each environment bring me, but also challenging myself, whether I like something or not. The fact that I don't like some of the cultures, does that make it necessarily wrong? So I'd say I've definitely learned a lot through all of them. At L'Oreal, let's start with my, my first, you know, career love. L'Oreal, I have a lot of love for, for that company, uh, what they do and how they do it, the impact they have on the communities. Um, I learned to be exposed very early on at an early stage of my career to executives and how to be, you know, how to have an executive presentation, how to be, how to present yourself, how to convince someone to listen to you more than 30 seconds or five minutes, or you know what I mean? And so for me, this has been a tremendous school. Uh, you need to know how to be sharp, how to connect with your audience, and then ask, that, ask yourself that question. Why should they pay attention? Yeah. Why should they listen? And why should they care? Yeah. That was for me, one of the, one of the best learnings uh, I've had was was this another one from L'Oreal as well as you can be a star on Monday it's a new story on Tuesday yes you know I love these little tips that you share really a great example is learning how to network and be connected early on in one's career and I think it takes probably a combination of EQ understanding your audience and when you're really trying to get in front of executives, how did you position yourself? How did you get in front of them? You mean after, after the sweating and the thinking and reviewing everything I had to say? Yes. Times? Let's yeah. have like a shortcut for people. <laughs> shortcut. I think is, um, I'm a very, I'm a person, that's the feedback I get. And I guess it's true. I'm a very passionate person, everything I do for good and for bad. So yes. I'm on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think is, for me, I always looked at my, to be successful, what I looked at is, okay, I know my product, my presentation, my objective, my, my, right, my deliverable, but what, what's in it for the person who's going to listen to me? Mm, that is good advice. What's in it for them? Yeah. And if I, whether I need budget, resources, or just their support to cascade down a project, a new tool, and information, whatever it is, mm. I need their support. I need them to agree, to yeah. come, to, to meet me halfway and say, 
I see the value in that. And so for me, it's always, so the first thing you do is before you present, find key stakeholders mm-hmm. that are within that group or close to that group that can give you already a taste of what it's going to be like, yeah. right? So for me, is as I've worked on those projects and those big deliverables is I always try to take people along, not too many, you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen because otherwise you get delayed and things never get done. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that if you're about to roll, let's say something internationally, talk to a few key countries where things can be complex on purpose. Mm-hmm. So you address that ahead and you learn through those connections before you go present to a board or anything like this. Does that yeah. make sense? Absolutely. I think that's really valuable information you share and huge for mentoring. Even people listening, I think that's helpful. So you've been at Walmart now about six months. You've just hit your six month mark. You made a comment. I'm going to read it about your employer. I've worked at great companies before, but one of the things that strikes me the most is how collaborative everyone is. You will always find someone willing to help you. This sounds pretty basic, but if you've worked in the corporate world for many years, as I have, you know how hard it can be to truly find a collaborative culture where we can support each other. And I love it. So I agree. I think collaboration is so crucial. So as a leader over six months now at Walmart, how has such a culture impacted you or made you a better leader? I think if when you have the opportunity to be inspired by the people you work with, it's, it's definitely a, a, you're in the right place. doesn't mean it's the only place you'll be in your entire career, but that means at that moment, you're in the right place. And for me, it contributes to knowing and recognizing that I have that, that it is a, a benefit, a plus or some, an extra motivator. So that when you have a day that you're down, when you have a day where you get an extra ask that you were not expecting, mm-hmm. go back to that. So it's also a source of positivity moving forward. So I think that's one. Number two is how does that help you reflect on your own communication, on your own way of helping others? Mm-hmm. So if I feel this, then the question for myself is, am I being part of it? Mm. That is interesting and humbling, right? It is. It is. And I think it's important that we have those humbling moments. If we don't, that means we're not looking in the mirror as, yeah. we, as we move forward. Yeah. And that can, that can be tricky. So for me, it's, it's because I'm very passionate, again, for good or for bad. Um, those reminders are, are, are good points to help me you know, self-check. Yes, that is excellent advice. I'm even listening to your advice too, thinking, how am I with my teams? <laughs> really good advice. The way that we originally connected, I think headers on LinkedIn are so important. And I absolutely love that you put that you're a parent on your <laughs> LinkedIn header. I wonder if you've connected with other people because of that, but you really got my attention being a podcast host, parent, boss, leader, I love when people blend their lives to be the whole person. We are parents. We are leaders. So I love that. I wanted to find out. So you're a father of three boys, correct? Correct. Tell us, what's life like these days with them? What type of activities really keep you busy? <laughs> uh, I'd say everything keeps me busy. <laughs> Being yeah. a father of three boys, I think it's, um, I'm going to pass the cliche up. That's the most important thing in my life, but I, I'm still going to have to mention it. Um, it's like a project that never ends. Yeah. A project you love, a project you like, a project you feel proud of. A project is going to piss you off at some time. A project yeah. that, you know, you're going to have people telling you how to run that project, but it's yours. Yes. At the end of the day, it's your, it's your accountability for good and for bad. Uh, and that for me is knowing that it's a responsibility that's going to keep growing. Uh, is, is, 
it can be at times you want to say, I, I'm, I'm just too tired. I'm not going to tackle it. And so okay. it's a constant mirror. It's yeah. a constant mirror of who you are and how you communicate, how you do things. And for me, is if I'm not able to explain to my ADHD, highly, highly capable nine-year-old kid, you know, he's gifted, he's everything, things without me losing it, then that's on me. Yeah. And believe me, I still fail quite a few times. <laughs> but you put your heart into it. I think what what you really shared about yourself is that you're a passionate person. You pour your heart and your life and you invest, whether it's in your career or your kids. And kids are so important, perhaps the most important. And what I thought was so fitting is even before we started recording, I laughed and I said, Mega Man Nathan, is that your name? <laughs> and it's hilarious. You said, no, it's my son and I'm keeping it there. It just shows your confidence and how proud you are even to be a dad. Yeah. I, I you know, it's my oldest, Nathan's my oldest, uh, our oldest, and uh, he's, uh, he's starting to play more. So he's using the computer. And so, yeah, I, I just discovered because I haven't used that computer in a bit. And so, <laughs> Hey, that's, that's, that's the tag for today. Yes. Very funny. Uh, uh, you mentioned something about how we connect into that and just maybe a bit of background on that is, yeah. Um, I've, I've made a post uh, some months back about, you know, to, to help women uh, uh, that were uh, having difficulties in their careers or trying to find a job. And that post was not, I was not expecting that, I had an engagement that went, went way beyond what I was expecting. And I had a lot of women reaching out to me in the US and outside. Um, and I realized that um, to be an ally, there's also more actions I need to take. A post is one thing, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. So I share resources uh, that I thought were helpful, but then I realized, I need to identify my, if I'm telling that to women, the corporate world needs to do better in recognizing being a mother mm-hmm. as, as a skill, as a work, as everything. Why am I not doing this as a man? And yeah. then I, right after that post, I changed my, my, my tag, my title and said, I'm going to do the same. I am a dad first. And so yeah. that's the backstory. Wow. I love that. And I love, I, I just love everything about it because I've even thought about that in the past. What should my tagline be? Who am I? And I haven't put, I'm a mom on there because sometimes it feels maybe there's a stigma, but I think you're so inspiring that I want to do it. I want to follow suit. And I think that you draw a huge amount of people to you because of that and how you're an advocate for being a parent. So many of us are parents. Tell me, what do you love about being a dad? Huh. What I love the most is even when you're at your worst, that okay. unconditional love your kids are giving you. Yeah. It will break the strongest of us. Yes. And that's, that's... nothing in the world can, can beat that. Nothing. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it's very true. Very true. Yeah. So ever important question on parent boss leader how do you balance being a father and a leader in your career yeah uh well first by making sure that um my 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 wife and i are partners you know that question is you know how do you help your wife said my wife doesn't need help Uh, well first of all she's smarter uh, and has an amazing career so that's that um but for me it's more around what do we need what do we, our team needs. So our team is my wife and I and our kids. Yeah. Where do we have our needs? And sometimes it will be yeah. more myself with the kids. Sometimes it will be her. Um, I think it's about always keeping us in check. And my wife and I have talked every day about this. Okay, where do you really need to spend your time tomorrow or next week? And we, mm-hmm. we talk about, and we challenge ourselves. Do you really need to go to the office that day? Or do you really need to take that meeting at 6 a.m.? 
do you? Mm-hmm. And then there's that event at school. We need to attend this. It's important for them. So yeah. it's communication first. Yeah. And I think you even answered another question that I was going to ask how you balance scenarios. Like you have a soccer game to be at, yet there's an important meeting at work. How do you make choices? But it really sounds like it's communication. It's planning in advance. You really operate as a team with your wife. It's so important. You're right. So there's the team. And, then, and I'm, I'm, of course, I'm very privileged. I have a manager and a culture where I'm the company I am so far. So I feel supported. And I, and I know it's not the case for a lot of people. And that's that's tough because they feel they maybe have to hide it or, you know, mm-hmm. find different ways or take time off. And I, I don't think that's right. We, we, next Friday, we have uh, for a two-year-old at the, the daycare. They have a mini concert. I'm going, I blocked my calendar. Uh, yeah. I didn't hide it. I said, I'm going, it's at 3 p.m. And I'll definitely leave at 2.30 and I'm going to be there. Absolutely, it's not even a question. Wow, I love this. We need leaders like this in this world. In fact, that's why I even started this podcast, Parent Boss Leader, because people can want to hide those things. It, there's such, um, it seems like we've bubbled up into a place of crisis almost. There's a lot of remote work now. There's kids at home. There's kids that are having trouble when parents are all focused on career, but it's blending life, making decisions. So thank you for being a voice for parents in a leadership role too. It's powerful. Tell me how the lessons of fatherhood have impacted you as a leader. (laughs) Um, In so many ways. Um, First one is communication. If you're, if you're able to talk to a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and understand that you have to adapt your message, you have to understand the reasons why they do this, that they don't necessarily have all the tools to express themselves, then there's no excuse for you to have a, a, a wrong communication pattern at work. Mm-hmm. So communication is, is, is number one. Number two is assume good intentions. Mm-hmm. I had that feedback coaching early in my career, but then it's like with kids especially when they're very young, there's no bad intentions. Mm-hmm. Assume good intent, but then try to understand why something happened. And I think that assuming good intentions um, allows you for your own self-preservation. It's your own mental health. If you assume bad intentions in the people you work with, you're never going to be happy. It, 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 it's going to be horrifying to be in such conditions. So I'd say, yeah, that's the second one. Um, the last one is, and I'm still working on that for the past 42 years, which is patience. <laughs> Wow. Well, good luck. I, I work on that myself. We have plenty of opportunity to try to get better at it, don't we? Being parents and leaders. <laughs> I like your positive outlook too, because even if someone doesn't want to assume the best of another person for that person, it really does impact one's own mental health. If you're always looking at other people, assuming why they did this and script writing, it can drive a person crazy. It, right? It's you start out thinking, okay, benefit of the doubt. Let me come alongside this person. We'll work through it together, right? Absolutely. And 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 it's I don't know. Someone said that to me, or I read it somewhere. It's like when you get mad at someone who who got you in traffic or did something, you know, that was a bit dangerous. They don't care about you. They're not even seeing you. You're just yeah. letting them rent free in your head. Yeah. You're not getting anything out of it. Actually, yeah. you're just getting negative things out of it. Toxic. Yeah. Uh, so try to take it from a different angle. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a good exercise. It is. And like you just said, it's remembering when people do things, it's really coming from them. 
They're not looking at you. They're not looking outside. They're just operating with where they're at in life. That's very mature. And it is hard to be that way, especially flying down a freeway, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Especially <laughs> passionate people. Correct. So tell me, with all of your career changes and requiring moves, how have the moves impacted your family? How do you operate together in those situations? Um, you need to be able to challenge your own assumptions and you need to be able to make concessions. So let me give you a couple of examples. When I moved from France to Brazil, I had a golden job at L'Oreal, a golden job. Yeah. One of the best I've had so far in my career. I let it go. I moved to Brazil for love. And there's no, I, up to today, still the best decisions I've made, one of the best decisions I've ever made yeah. uh, after marrying my wife. Um, but so it, it's concessions, but sometimes concessions have a negative impact. Like you're kind of abandoning part of yourself. It's not. I've come to terms with the decision very quickly back then. And so it's understanding what really is going to make you truly going to make you happy. What yeah. is it? And for me, I love the job. I would have loved to keep it, but there is no comparison with being the, with the woman I love and going to Brazil. Wow. So it's choices. It's making those choices. I think it, and communication, it's always going to be a, a component, but yeah, being able to make those questions. And then challenging your assumptions is when you have those changes is sometimes whether we change a country, location or company, we put our expectations so high, right? So, so high. It's great to have ambitions and goals, absolutely. But we often tend to, I mean, elude or exclude the emotional distress that if we don't get there, how are we going to react? Mm -hmm. We don't prepare ourselves that way. So if I don't get exactly that, or if I don't live in that specific, what if? Yeah. And we, we, there's a risk that we ruin that moment and it can make that experience much more difficult. Yeah. So being open that it's gonna be a bit chaotic, and that it won't necessarily be the plan that you drew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Alex, I bet you have a line out the door to be a mentor for individuals. You have such a positive life outlook. And I think what makes you so unique is you have so much life experience outside of the US, different companies, big companies. And thinking about that a little bit, what are some examples of, let's say culture from France that, where you were born, you were raised, that you bring to your own family now, or you want to teach your own boys? Uh, uh, well, food. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of questions about food. Oh. What is real bread? What is real cheese? I apologize, but for that, I will always <laughs> be, be uh, very uh, French on that side. I think it's, um, uh, especially when we work, um, the culture is very different. Uh, in the UK or in the US, you eat a sandwich or a half hour, it's fine. And no, when I was at Laura, we were working hard, but lunch is lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Lunch is lunch and you take time. Wow. For me, uh, that is something important. So if I have lunch, I really have lunch. I'm not going to have lunch. If I don't have time, then I'd rather have not lunch, have my meeting, figure yeah. out my stuff later. Yeah. Uh, that's something that, yeah, if you, if you want to have a conversation over lunch, then we have a real lunch. Don't tell me you have 30 minutes. Yeah. I've, gosh, I love that. So to me, that's a European influence. I know even I've lived in Spain myself and for about two hours during the day, all the <laughs> businesses would just shut down and coming in as an American, I was there. What, what is this fast place paced New York time watch? I think that's amazing advice. And even that you keep it to this day, it helps you keep your own mental health to be refreshed, to come back, not just powering through constantly like a machine, right? 
Uh, spot on. And I think, you know, especially in big corporations, we're, tr- we're thriving to get more and more diverse representation, being more inclusive. I mean, there's no other way around it. This is crucial if we want to be, uh, you know, comp- respectable companies. And so yeah. if we do to do this, we also need to take into account those cultural differences and celebrate them. It doesn't mean we have to agree. It doesn't mean we have to do exactly the same, but you will have people in your team that will have, will have some different ways of working. As long as you have a line, what, it is, what are the goals that you have, you have agreed on? What are the deliverables, the timelines? Are you respectful of the other people's time? Yes. Then why is it a problem if someone has a different approach to life or how they do things like lunch? Uh, it shouldn't be. Yeah. No, I think that's that's very well said. We need your influence here in the United States. <laughs> Absolutely. So I know often um, in these podcasts that I do, um, people reach out and they want to connect with the guests on the podcast. What's the best way for people to connect with you? Um, LinkedIn is fine. It's sending me a note uh, on LinkedIn saying, hey, you know, how, how did they hear about me and everything? Mm-hmm. Um, what I try to do because especially since the post I mentioned earlier, um, I, I don't do nearly enough of what I would like to give back, right? I feel I'm, I'm extremely lucky where I am today. And uh, I think that um, it's not the case. I don't think it's true. It's not the case for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think women, think underrepresented communities. Um, so I'm trying to help people uh, who are looking for work or not, it's not Walmart, like in general, yeah. if I can coach, guide, mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if people reach out, let's just be clear on, why they're reaching out for, and if there's anything I can do to help, what is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that will be helpful. Just a, just a tip, people who contact me and say, hey, what does Walmart or whatever employer I'm in have for me? We're not a restaurant, we're a mm-hmm. company. And we have processes, and so I cannot favor anyone. So if people understand, but then how do I sell myself in the view? That is something different. Yes, excellent, thank you. Alex, thank you for joining today. You're an outstanding leader, incredible parent, wealth of experience, so much meaty information. I know our listeners are really going to get a lot out of this as well. And speaking to our listeners, if you'd like to hear more inspiring stories like Alex, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Now, Alex, one last thing. Would you say your name in French? (laughs) Alexis Rimars. Thank you. Great having you today. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Laura. Have a good day.